What's poppin', y'all? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sis, Sis Where, Where You, you at? at. I'm Ava Murray, if you didn't know. And I'm the other half, Keisha. And sis, it's time to let it go. What's popping? What's good? Thank you for tuning back to Sis Where You At in the Hood. You feel me? Happy Monday, y'all. Thanks for tuning back. Oh, that was so cut and so dry. Hey. Anyways, sis, thank you <laughs> it for tuning. It was so generic. Anyways, thank you, sis, for tuning in for another episode of us, of course. I hope you had a great weekend, you know, and summer's approaching, so I hope you turn up. Hot girl summer, city girl summer, whatever summer you about to get, you better give it to them, okay? Okay. Now, sis, give us the tea because I know our sis been waiting for it. All What's, right. Let's get at? to it. So I don't know if you guys saw the video of Demar Rosen's daughter going viral. So she went viral before her screams as the Raptors are going against the Bulls and her screams contributed to her dad, you know, playing on the Bulls, Demar Rosen, their victory. So, some fans of the Raptors, I guess, or in general, she's been getting, like, threats. A nine-year-old. So, his nine-year-old daughter, DR, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but she was escorted out of the Raptors arena by the Bulls. So, I guess they had another rematch, and they had to escort her out because she was getting threats online for the previous game because of her screams. And I think that's a bit much is getting out of hand that you have to threaten a nine-year-old online. Now she can't even watch her dad play because she's getting online threats. I think people take sports a little too serious. Like, I know, like, you know, sometimes sports kind of have, like, a deeper meaning for why you root for that team or mm -hmm. whatever it be, but sometimes it kind of past the point where it's, yeah. like, a kid's involved or you're threatening a kid. It's like, at your big age... What can a nine-year-old do to you for you? And to, besides, I don't think know? her scream is the reason. It's just maybe your players, your team was having an off day. Let's not blame a nine-year-old for her screams. That's why the team won. But anyway, speaking about the children, a Missouri state senator by Mike Moon, I'm going to say Mike Coon or Mike Clown, anyway, suggested children as young as 12 should have the right to marry with parental permission. This is what the clown said. He said, Yeah. He said, do you know any kids who have been married at age 12? No. I do. And guess what? They're still married. That's so, disgusting. I don't know what's going on with legislation across the states, but... It's given, like, who gave old man power of authority to kind of run a female? Like, I don't get this. I don't know it's what's always going like those, on. Those shrivel up old man that yeah. just look like they're about to die. Like, why would you look at a twelve-year-old and say, mm, "I'm gonna make her my wife"? Like, let's fix agriculture, the roads, and stuff I think like it's that. Really infrastructure. Like, I think it's more like, um, let's. We're gonna be very be honest here. I think the only reason why he's passing is because maybe you've already had relationship with a twelve-year-old molested or raped, and so you're just passing this law to give like a freebie to date someone so low that could be your child. It, it don't make no sense. You, you don't hear a 12-year-old getting married. 
Okay, no. it's just it don't sound right. Maybe like in yeah, third when we're world when countries. we're young, yeah, we we fantasize, but it's not like we're planning, you know, to get married, you know, by thirteen. Like, no, we all want, you know, a wedding, but it's disgusting. In third world countries, maybe I'm not too sure about the laws I there. Know. You know how they have like um, you know, like families arrange the the, yeah. the marriage at a young age or whatever. But here in the U.S. of America, I don't think so. Missouri. I think it's more like you're a predator and you just couldn't yes, wait for her to be you... 18 so let me pass this law so i could legally have sex with a minor child yes, disgusting That's it's giving disgusting. predators a pass so now if they impregnate a 12 year old what if you're in that family where now you have to marry the person who's pregnant you and you're 12 years old like what you can't even get a job at 12 years old can't even drink can't even nothing so like why would you want to marry a 12 year old what can it's she do for control. you it's, it's a sense of i'm gonna be her daddy and then be a predator at the same time and control her. That's it. That's disgusting. I don't know what's going on with legislation. Right to bear arms in Florida. You can marry a 12-year-old in Missouri. I don't know. But that is the world in America. Because it's so freaking ghetto. It's getting ghetto. But speaking of ghetto. So, <laughs> we all had that friend. Where we're kind of like, should we let it go? Should we keep this relationship going? And the test determined, you should let that shit go. Okay? Well, it depends on the severity of the situation. Like, how bad of a friendship or whatever, what that friend did. So, you like, determines, I'm going to cut that friend off. It depends on the severity. If it's that serious enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to cut that person off. If not, and it's worth, can be fixed. Which we will talk about later in, into the segment, but if it could be fixed, I don't, I don't think it could be cut off. Mm, no, because sometimes when you have that friend that you've just been thinking like any moment, I'm just waiting for you to do that one moment. I'm going to cut you off. I mean, sure, we've, we've all, all been seen, there. Yeah, we've all seen her give the red flag. You know, you give the red flag, but we ignore it. Just like we ignore it when we're in a relationship with our men, we ignore the red flag. But when it comes to that sister friendship. It cuts so deep because you don't know whether to let it go. And I'm telling you, let that shit go. Because down the road, it really doesn't do nothing for your mental health, your mental being, physically, emotionally. It you're just you're just it's like dragging it's like dragging a flat tire on a car. It's like you know it's flat, you gotta change it at any spare moment. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know this relationship is dead, you're gonna have to cut it off at any moment. Let it go. Get that tire changed. Let it go. Change that friend. Start with a new friend. Let it go. It, it, I think if you have that personality where you could draw friends to you, it, you know, it's easy to make friends. It's easy to let someone go, and it's easy to make new friends. Like, closing one door and new opportunities but these open. Days, it's, not, it's not been easy. It's been a lot of people, especially in our age group, that's just like they don't have that much friends, and then they're just introverts, or they just, like, that's keep fine. to their little two circle of friends or that's fine and you maybe can stay by yourself you can stay by yourself because has i you know you know like when we were all young we all had that click that group of friends that we all migrated to like when we we're in high school middle school whatever yeah and you get older it dwindles all, down you know like when we we're in middle school you're like we're gonna be bestest friends when freshman year starts we're gonna be together freshman year starts it's like these bitches you know yeah, it's like, i don't know it's like these bitches just gravitate Someone to a new to circle. Write a book about that. That's just you very know? strange to me. Like, it's like as soon as we literally Middle school just, was hag, you know, H-A-G-S, and then, you know, come high school, it's like, like we walking past me like a stranger. Right. We graduated, like, what, six, eight 
months ago and say that we would never break apart, then freshman year, you act like you don't know me. What the fuck changed during the summer? Then it, that's, I think that's where it starts off. Like from that point to then going to college, if you choose to or not. And at that point, it's like we no longer talk to that same group of girls that we were so click with, ride or die with, to kind of break apart. I don't, I think it's like very few that who still have like childhood friends that they grew together in middle school and high school. I think now what I'm seeing in social media is like more of friends that you met along like at work or at college. Okay, maybe college, yeah, college or somewhere through a friend, through a friend, pretty much. But those don't even last. And I'm seeing that it starts with a bit of envy. It always starts with a bit of envy. And sometimes it starts with a little bit of jealousy. Especially when y'all be taking these girls out to Miami trips, which I still don't understand it. But what do you think? I mean, I agree with you. You talked about the tire and cutting off, but so I'll say... It'll be a deal breaker to a friend. I was going to throw it to you because you're talking about tire and cutting off and let it go, let it go. So you, you began with an opening statement. So list, you know, what are your examples of cutting off? What's not okay for you? Or what is something that you would cut off a friend for? I think more of the way she talks. The way she talks and the way she acts. Um... For example, if I have like a, I hate like slick comments that a friend makes. I'm not looking for a slick. I'm looking for a compliment. And even if I don't want to hear, just compliment me, bitch. Just compliment me. Mm. Like if I throw on a hair, don't tell me that wig look nice. Don't tell me, you sure you want to wear that? Mm, you probably gonna get the attention that you wanted to. I don't like that. Like it's like those slick comments that you think pass off has a compliment, but it's really giving envy and jealousy. Okay, and also the way they behave, you're not checking on me, or we're not hanging out like we used to, mm-hmm. or you're just going MIA, like you're silent for no reason. Like, yeah. I haven't heard or checked on you, you ain't, you ain't been checking on me. But then, as soon as something pops or special in your right. and you, you know, right. in your um year event or whatever you got going on, you want to be like, Oh, mm-hmm. let me invite you. No, 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 stay where the fuck you was at. Because last time I checked, you ain't missing. You ain't check up on me. But the moment that you have something special, you have to invite me for what? To throw it in my face for what? what, what what's the point? Mm-hmm. It's almost like um, this one girl went viral. Her friend invited her to a wedding. So the friend goes to the wedding. I mean, no, the friend gets the invitation card. She gets invited to the, um, the wedding, but not the reception. So she calls a friend and asks her, hey, how come I'm not invited to the reception? Because I'm not going to waste my time to go see you walk down the aisle. That's her calling the bride? Her calling the bride. She called the bride because she only got invited to just see, you know, the bride and the grooms walk down the aisle. But after that, go to fuck home because she didn't invite her to the reception. <laughs> so she called the bride and asked her, hey, where's my invitation for the reception? Right. The bride was like, mm, sorry, sis, it's only selected for important people only. So what the fuck am I? That's not nice. So if I got invited to go see you, be celebrated with your friends and family, walk down the aisle with your man or, or your partner, whoever right. you choose to be with, and I can't be part of the reception afterward, what the fuck am I getting invited for? That's that's what I said. It's like those slick stuff. Yeah, I think something must have been an underlying route between those two. 
I don't know what, because I'm pretty sure someone probably bought a plus one. I understand whenever you're doing like a wedding, you have to write exact number down so it could be exact number of food. Well, exact like amount gets right. food, but I'm pretty sure matter. somebody brought a plus one and she could have easily been able to go in there for, you know, it's some people don't want to eat at a wedding. Some people came to eat, but I feel like that was shady. Like why invite me to the wedding, but not the reception. And I'm, she probably could have been the only one that's not invited to the reception and not labeled important. You know, that's rude. It's just like, I don't know how long they were friends, but I'm pretty sure that girl and saw her and the bride as like an important relationship. That's why I felt like this was like so MySpace, you know, like <laughs> you put space. someone in the top three and then right. when you go on their page, you're not even in their top three. You're like out, out, out of their top. And it's just like, whoa, we text every day. We talk every day at school. Like why? It's you... like we're social media friends, but we're not real friends in real life. Yeah, like we real life we're talking, but social media. I'm not in your top five, not in your top three, not even your top ten. Like that used to hurt me back in the day, and just like you know. So I can understand how she feels. That's when I knew friends wasn't shit. When I could never like, make the I'm top not five in your top your three MySpace? or your top five. Like <laughs> I gotta edit my MySpace just for my sister, and that's it. That's my top. I was like. That's when I knew. That's when I had an early, early coming of age that friends wasn't shit. Because when you, that top five was like the, the yeah, you can make any number you want, but me not being in your top of anything, like top three, four, five, or 10, like that hurt. And it's like, now I got to edit my top picks and just like, dang, I feel out. like we're telling our age, but we're not even that old. We're I don't our 20s. care. <laughs> it's just like, I don't it's just, care. It's just like, when we say yeah, my it's just like stone age. But for me, deal breaker is asking for money. I can't stand a friend that asked me for money and we're not even close like that. And I've yes. had situations like that where like, not even friend, we have to start using the word associate, but associate of acquaintance. or acquaintance. Yeah. Acquaintance. We've known each other since high school. And like, I don't have that much people associated from high school. So I think she just wants to continue it. And I really am okay for just part ways because like, it's not like a healthy relationship, but I'll give more into that. But she asks me for money and we don't even talk like that and it's just like it comes off to me like strange and weird because like i couldn't i never ask my friends for money and just like because money and friends yeah it don't mix it's like oil and water so i'm just like Why? it could but it depends on who's asking yeah if you have a job and you know you you i know you're not gonna quit the next three months or so then i know i'm gonna get my money back but if you're inconsistent with keeping a job like that, that, social, no. that acquaintance is, you ask for it. I don't even know you have a job and I don't even know if I can get the money back. Like, get the money back. I, it's going to ruin the friendship. Like, why would I just boom, give you that for what? We don't even talk like that. You don't even check up on me. And, you know, like the relationship's not strong. So why would I throw money in there? I can't stand a friend or sorry, acquaintance that asks me for money. I'm not the bank like we are going through something if we were close then okay but i've never gave a friend or acquaintance money mm -mm. Mm -mm, that's oil and that's me, water i'm to the point where if i do give you that money i'm going to be checking your social like i'm that girl i am that girl that's gonna yeah, be checking your i don't want to be that you know every I see you got minute. a new purse or... it, it depends like if i gave you like let's just i don't care if it's 50 dollars I want my fifty dollars because that fifty dollars can do something for me. That fifty dollars could have paid my Beyonce ticket. That fifty dollars could have paid my my Shein, my Fashion Nova clothes. That fifty dollars could mean something to me. Right. If okay? you're not gonna give it to me, like, could have been grocery or money, Zell, whatever. Then take me out and you 
put the 50 in okay, the okay so if right. you, you want to pay me like that and take me out take me out to dinner baby but if you're not then i'm gonna be checking your social media page wondering what's ooh, oh she got lace front she got another to buy a wig so that's why i, I just and i don't want to like, do that you know but yeah I'm that's gonna do why that. that's why you know it's, that's a no-no if you ask me for money and like mm-mm. another thing i don't like is you know when they can't take constructive criticism mm -hmm. that goes personally me you know giving them advice personally about themselves and or the relationship if you come to me asking for advice and i give you how you know my opinion and how i see things from my my perspective and then you're not receiving you're just lashing out now i feel like i just wasted my time right you're not even listening to me and this was just like i hate someone who's like a wall it's like what i'm saying is just bouncing off of you and you're not even hearing me and you're just getting so and angry and defensive out of nowhere it's like yeah and down. you're gonna go with your advice and stand ten toes ten toes down on how you feel and it's like then why ask me for advice and that's just like how that acquaintance the one that asked me for money is is you ask me for advice but you can't take constructive criticism that goes for like job friendship or relationship you can't even take it to why ask me you know that frustrates me because I'm looking out for you. I have good intentions, but you're just coming out negative and like, I'm going to stick with what I'm thinking and that's that. So mm -hmm. why ask me for advice? I don't know. I think it's more like you got that one friend where they like to start something. Not more like I don't really talk to her quite as much, but let me start something. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's more like being fake nice. Like I'm just tolerating you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just tolerating you. Like I'm just keeping you in my in my not even my space because you're outside of space because i'm not like let's be honest we're not even that freaking close okay so i'm outside of your space but anytime i say something or do something you just get irritated so fast it's like where's this energy coming from you are you jealous are you mad what's what's really the root of the problem here mm -hmm. like why can't we talk like two grown women i don't know like as an adult, that's what you want in a relationship or with your friends, you know, with both. You want a healthy, open communication. So if I'm giving you advice, what are you getting mad for? Right. I want that waiting to tell group of girls. Like, I, that's the kind one of friends day. that I want, okay? I thought I would have that at this big age. But I, um, one day, I'm still young. I still got time. So, I want a group of girls of a waiting to exhale moment. Same. Um, we all want that. You know, I thought I would be taking girls trips or having friend dates and all that good we stuff. We take with the... girl trips. Well, it's you and me, but like a click. Okay. I've, yeah. I haven't had a click click since like middle school, high school. So mm -hmm. it's been some decades. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know what it feels like to be in a click anymore. And like when you try to make that formation these days and then people who you think is like the lady at the wedding, you think these people are important and your friend and to them, you're just a coworker to them or you're mm -hmm. not. So just like, oh, okay. So it's like, it's kind of hard, you know, trying to make that click happen again. So I guess it needs to happen organically or I don't know. It happened without you forcing it, I guess. But um, to me, what makes a good friend is a friend that um, goes through with plans. 
And what I mean by that is like, these days I understand like, you know, as adult, we're all busy. We have kids or a partner or a job. And, you know, we make a plan weeks or days in advance. Me, I'm somebody who marks it and I'll stick to that plan and I don't flake or nothing unless it has to be if I'm sick or something, but I go through with the plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't like when a friend flakes and the day's approaching or the day of, I don't hear nothing from you or the day before the day of you just cancel. I like a friend who, you know, remembers, yeah, we're going to hang on to 13. Yeah. I still remember we're going to go to the movies or whatever. That's the kind of friend I would like to have. I've been having the ones that flake and cancel on me. And it's very frustrating. That's why I'm like, I wouldn't say antisocial, but I don't have a click. And I'm not, you know, as social with some people because Mm -hmm. it's like, you've been burned so many dang times. So it's like, oh gosh, like it's frustrating and exhausting. But I like a friend who just sticks to the plan, doesn't cancel. We hang out. We did that. Boom, boom, had fun make some memories instead of the ones that flake and cancel on you because that shows you didn't respect my time you just like you know why agree to it and then comes you're just like oh i can't i hate when my time is wasted you know like i got my outfit plan i know the day i took day off from work or i made sure i left work early just so i could hang out with you and then you know you don't respect it just how i respect it i don't like that i like a friend that you know is looking forward to hanging out with me and uh, I, haven't, I haven't had that. Sorry, I haven't had that. And it's like, uh, maybe one day. I think for me, what I would say would make a good friend is two things. Well, it, it's, the list can go on, but two things popped in my head is I, 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 I want a rich friend. And I'm not talking about like, you know, like bank accounts with a million dollars. I'm just talking about you got a job and if we go out, I don't have to worry about paying for your meal. I don't have to worry about, dang, she just spent her last $40. Now I have to pay for this. Like, you know, okay, sorry about that because we had a technical difficulty. But anyways, like I was stating, I want a friend who relatively has money where I don't feel like I have to second guess myself whether I should pay for this meal because I'm a bad friend if I don't because you ain't got the money. I don't want to think about that. I want us to equally have money where one day we go out, I pay for it. One day we go out, you pay for it. It's not like always like you got the bill, right? Like, what do you mean? Like, or they left their wallet at home and you're always having to pay. Like, oh, that's shysty. Like, I hate that. Like, it needs to be like you said, equal, equal. Like, if you don't want to pay for the both of us, then fine. It shouldn't be a big deal if we both just want to separately pay our foods or one day one of us want to just pay for the both of us. But don't always just leave your wallet at home and then I always got to pay. That's not nice. That's, like, uh, not okay with me. Because mm-hmm. it's like you're intentionally telling me that I got this. I'm the sugar mama. And you intended on coming to this date broke so I could pay for the meal. And I ain't doing that. Let's be honest. I've had a friend or two who will purposely spend all the money on the weekend. Then knowing that we got something planned together, then talking about, oh, let me check my account because I don't think I have it. Did nobody tell you to go ball out Mm -hmm. over the weekend Mm -hmm. knowing that we already have something planned together for us to do? I don't like that. Second, I want a friend who. And gas money. That's cheap. Asking for gas money. It's like, I don't ever ask my 
associates or whoever is in the car with me, I never ask for gas money. So I feel like that's broke behavior. That needs to stop. <laughs> well, um, like if, if I'm using your car or if you're taking me out somewhere far, I don't mind paying for the gas money because I'm going to pay yeah. for it. But don't automatically, like, as soon as I come to your car, you're already asking me for gas like, money. It's like, it's already halfway. And, like, us going to go hang out to go eat didn't, like, exhaust all the gas. I like, come on. It was already halfway. I don't like someone who's going to do that, like, every time you hang out or every other time just ask for gas money. Yeah. And another thing, I want a friend, I would say it's more so someone who will – be there for me. Validate my feelings. Be there when I need them. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Wait until exhale. Exactly. You know, like, why can't you just be that supportive friend that'll be there for me, not me be there for you one-sided, but when it comes to me... Right. Simple, hey, you good? Gone. Are you okay? Because I do that a lot with people, and I don't get that in return sometimes, and it sucks, you know? You just want some someone to vent to and not yes. them using it and... Don't you know, use it in as an argument, excuse. right? Don't throw use it, it in as your excuse. face. Throw it in my face because I told you something so. Yeah, now sacred. I don't want to open up to you no more. And and that's another thing. It's like there, I found that you can't say too many things to the people you trust because you don't know whether it's gonna come back in my face. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna use that one secret thing that I haven't told not even Jesus himself, <laughs> okay? And you're gonna throw it back in my face and let the whole world know. That's why I just feel like. It, to me, I mean, guys are like that too. Because mm-hmm. guys act mm-hmm. a little, a little female-ish, but the females know how to really, really get to a girl because ruffle your feathers. You know, ruffle the whole feather. And I feel like I want a friend who will validate my feelings, not throw it in my face, be there for me, like I'm there for you. What I tell you, in confidential stays in confidential. Don't air it out or blast it on social media or use it in my face in an argument. Honestly, if you're seeing the red flags amongst your friends, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, so I get it. You've been with that friend for like 10 plus years and you really don't want to let that friendship go. Trust me. I know. I know. But it's better to let that thing that you call a friendship go. I think I was watching, I don't know, an episode. I forgot what show it was, but. It was two friends. I think they had like a 40-year friendship or so. And that one of them decided like they had it and then they're done. Like, oh I, my like God. that's I you're already all the way in. Invested. Like, I feel like, you know, girls, I don't know how guys' relationship or friendship is, they, but girls, make friends so easy. we're off and on sometimes, off and on, talk about, about each other, whatever. But I feel like for that case, 40 years and then now you're just like, I'm done. I feel like. There's other red flags in the past, but you forgave that friend, forgave. And I'm in the mood, like, this year, I'm not, I'll forgive you, but I'm not in the mood to keep repeating my same steps. It's time to elevate, transform, and stop repeating your past mistakes. Wish that person well from afar and just move on because. It's almost like, you know, like, you're in that grown woman stage, but the friend that you're with is still in that high school stage. Yeah, they're bringing you down. You're trying to elevate. How can we both bring each other up when one's mentally there and you're physically emotionally you're you know, trying all to that. elevate them with you but they don't want to listen but they don't want to come up so, with so, you okay 
So, like I said, I mean, really and truly, it all depends on you, sis. You see how the friendship is going. You see the red flags, don't ignore them. But the moment you keep sweeping that under the carpet, <laughs> it's going to come up eventually. It's going to blow up in your face. And letting a 10-year, 5-year, 4-year, 40 years, whatever year that you invested in friendship, though, is always so hard. But think about it in the long run. Do I really want to keep investing my time and energy into this relationship that is dead and gone? No. And hopefully you can learn and, like, bring some of these red flags to your friend's attention so you can make the friendship if stronger. If you tried and it ain't working, that's it for me. Yeah. But, you know, as always, thank you for tuning in to us. Have a great weekend. And um, do your thing, sis. <laughs>